Good morning. It's truly a beautiful morning outside with the sunshine. Wonderful temperatures. This is my favorite time of year. Uh, Looks like we got the shades fixed, so we won't have sunlight glaring in some people's eyes. Uh, So that's a good thing. We're going to start this morning in John chapter 12. I think Brother Larry finished chapter 11 last week, so we'll begin in chapter 12 this morning. Uh, We're beginning uh, to look at uh, the end, if you will. Uh, The events, the, the time frame leading up to the crucifixion of Christ. So... And when we examine and look at the, the, the four Gospels, the synoptic Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they, they all pretty much entail the same thing. Uh, uh, the birth, the life, and death of Jesus. However, they each have different writing styles and they each uh, include or exclude certain events and John his account was written um, if you remember years later many many years later after Matthew Mark Luke and John and actually after the death burial and resurrection uh, so he, his goal was to somewhat fill in the gaps of what they had written. Uh, and he obviously had, he knew or had read what they had wrote in order, to, you know, so that he knew where to kind of add or whatever to what they had written. So... To make a long point short, uh, I want to kind of coincide this morning with the accounts of Matthew, Mark, and Luke to kind of look at all four to see how they relate um, in some of this. So uh, we'll begin in chapter 12 at verse 1, and we're going to read 1 through 11. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, Let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew 
that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but they, that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Now if you will, turn to Matthew chapter 26, and we'll read Matthew's account real quick. Matthew 26, verses 6 through 12. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor, When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. And then Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 8. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, he said at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have, made, and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone, why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me, for ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will ye may do them good, but me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Okay, so back to John chapter 12, verse 1. Um, six days before the Passover uh, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which he had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. So Jesus had left uh, Jerusalem in that area because of the, I guess you could say, the tension associated with him, uh, the anger towards him, uh, the uproar he was Causing, and if you recall or look right up there in verse 57 of chapter 11, the chief priest and the Pharisees had given the order to uh, that if anyone knew where he was, uh, to come tell them so that they could take and uh, take him or arrest him. Uh, so he was 
you know, in danger, I guess you could say, and he knew that the time uh, had not yet come. So he left Jerusalem and went to Ephraim, and we're not completely sure that, that I know of uh, how long it was, you know, what the time span was between him leaving and staying in Ephraim uh, to when he came and uh, journeyed to Bethany to be with Lazarus and, and Mary and Martha. We don't exactly know um, what the time frame was. One thing that John leaves out of his account that the others mention are uh, the events that actually happened on his way to Bethany when he left Ephraim. Uh, he cleansed ten lepers. Um, he blessed uh, the little children, healed two blind men, preached several sermons, and spoke uh, many parables as well. Uh, so John was kind of, you know, uh, gave the condensed version. It had already been spoken of in the previous Gospels, so he didn't feel it was a need to rehash that, that point. <clears throat> Verse 2, <clears throat> There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Uh, if you recall from the previous uh, scripture that I just read in Matthew and, and Mark, uh, they met and ate at Simon's home. Uh, Simon was the leper that Jesus healed and cured uh, from the disease of leprosy. Uh, there is some speculation that Lazarus and Mary and Martha were, were somewhat, uh, were possibly related to Simon, uh, and therefore they met, they all met together at Simon's home along with the apostles uh, for a meal <clears throat> in which was prepared. Passover, uh, well, let me go back just a little bit. Uh, the reason Christ was uh, headed back to Jerusalem was for the celebration of the Passover. Um, uh, Passover was celebrated on... So the, the Jews have, they had two different calendars. They had a religious calendar, and then they had what would be the, you know, traditional calendar, what we'd call the civilian calendar, like what we use today. On the religious calendar, uh, you had the month of Nisan, just like the vehicle. It's pronounced just like the vehicle Nisan. So on the 14th day of the month of Nisan was the Passover to be celebrated. <clears throat> and so, um, and Passover, the actual um, event, was started at sunset on the day of Passover, the 14th, 
which would have been a, a Thursday, and ended at sunset the following day, the 15th. So it spanned approximately 24 hours, and you know there was all the rituals. Uh, the the Jews were um, just like many religions. There were many traditions associated with the religion, and and this was you know one of those traditions. Um, but it started on Thursday evening at sunset of the 14th in the month of Nisan and ended the next day, Friday, on the 15th at sunset. Uh, so <clears throat> Jesus arrived here in Bethany on the Friday before the Passover. So if the Friday was, uh, or Thursday, when the Passover began was on the 14th, this would have been the 8th, Friday the 8th of Nisan, when he actually arrived there in Bethany with Lazarus and Mary and Martha. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Verse 3, Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, which was very costly, and anointing the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Does anybody recall what Matthew and uh, Mark stated about the ointment and the application of it? Poured it on his head. So why is John saying here that she put it on his feet? Well, he did both, or she did both. She anointed his, pretty much, you know, anointed his entire body. Uh, uh, in essence, it was like preparing him for burial, like, you, like they would uh, uh, a person that was deceased, and they were preparing them for burial. They would anoint them with these oils, <clears throat> and that's what she did. And so... That's uh, a detail that was left out of the previous um, authors that John felt that he needed to uh, add to his account. So, anointing the head was a, a normal type of anointing, but to anoint the feet, this is when you're talking about the burial. Um, so maybe that's why John made sure that that was in there. I don't know for sure. This is just my guess. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> does anybody know what spikenard is? From, uh, I did a little study on it, um, and it's basically a, an essential oil. We all know what essential oils are. It was uh, closely related to lavender. So if you, you know, ever smelled anything lavender or the, uh, 
uh, essential oil lavender, you know that it has a, uh, I guess you could say, a pleasant aroma. And uh, a, there's actually some medicinal purposes to it. Uh, uh, one, it, it helps fight inflammation and uh, it's, it helps in relaxation and will actually help uh, in sleep, in the sleep process. It'll help you sleep better. Uh, so there, there was some medicinal purposes along with the, the aroma of it um, that was used. However, <clears throat> it was uh, extremely expensive and still is. Um, it was imported at that time. I'm not sure where all it grows, but it grows in the, the Himalayas, uh, there in uh, India, South Asia, in that area. I'm not sure exactly how high an elevation it would grow, but it, it grows in the Himalayan mountains. Um, and it was very expensive, and it had to be Im imported. Um, <clears throat> and it says in here, which we'll get there, that it was uh, 300 pence or shillings. They're, they're, I'm not sure what different version. I'm in the King James, so I'm not sure what different versions say, but denarii. Uh, to give you an example of how expensive that was. Uh, I run the numbers to figure out how much that would be worth today, uh, it would be $1,000. So anybody in here spend $1,000 on perfume, let's just say, it, or an essential oil? Would anybody spend that much money? Besides Brother Nathan, I don't, there's not many people in here that could afford something that expensive, you know? Uh, but it was some. Uh, it was very, very expensive, and that was one reason that the other apostles uh, had such a, an uproar when she when she used it, and what they felt like was a waste. Um, <clears throat> so four through six. Then said one of his disciples or Judas, which is. And I find it interesting that the other accounts doesn't mention who it was that complained, was the one who started complaining, uh, but John mentions it as Judas. You know, now keep in mind that, you know, John, it being written later, knew of everything that had occurred with Judas, uh, so that might have had something to do with it, you know, and Matthew and Mark, Possibly it was before that happened. I'm not sure. Um, but they did not mention Judas's name or any name. <clears throat> and the other thing is that uh, John here in verse 4 just says one of the disciples. The other accounts just say pretty much like they all said it. That they were, you know, all just kind of chimed in at the same time saying, whoa, 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 why, why are you using something that expensive? Uh, but the way John writes it here is as if Judas was the initial 
uh, instigator, I guess you could say, and complained about it. And then when he chimed in on it, the other apostles kind of got in on it, saying, yeah, Judas is right. Why, why, why is this expensive ointment being used instead of being sold and the money put towards the poor to help the poor? <clears throat> Women did not show their hair. It's a custom. Okay. Mary, since it wasn't Simon's house, Mary went in being the only woman, which is something you seldom see. But for her to show her hair is a great thing. And to wash Jesus' feet was great humility in showing sacrifice. And the ointment was used, she used all of it as just part of it. It showed great sacrifice and worship to Jesus. So she humbled herself as a young lady, which a lot of folks would object to, but she humbled herself. Okay, good point. Good point. If you, if, uh, for those listening, Brother Mike brought up that uh, a woman showing her hair in uh, and and those times was uh, extremely rare and not, it, it was uncommon. And so, uh, and the act or the actual act of washing someone's feet shows humility. So when she put the ointment on her hair, on his feet and wiped it with her hair, you know, it just showed, I guess, uh, well, number one, the amount of respect she had for him, and number two, how humbled she was to be in in his presence. <clears throat> and let me back up one second as well. I, I, I forgot to mention that uh, about the spikenard or the ointment that was used, um, the other accounts speak of the type of container it was in. It was in an alabaster, uh, like, or well, they say box, but just a container of alabaster uh, and completely sealed off, I assume, for transport when, you know, because it had to be imported. So, and to maintain its uh, potency, I guess you could say, as far as the fragrance goes, it, it was completely. Uh, contained and, and closed and so it had to be broken so once it was broken you know uh, the that was the point at which it was its strongest and um, <clears throat> brother Mike brought up the point also that she used all of it and from what I read it was roughly 12 ounces almost a pound of ointment that she used when she anointed Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> this being, like I said, an expensive, very expensive um, ointment that was uh, used and imported, um, it somewhat lends to the idea that possibly Lazarus and Mary and Martha were were wealthy, had, you know, had a good bit of money. Uh, you know, most people 
at that time, you know, if you didn't have that kind of money, uh, you know, you wouldn't just have Spike Nard, you know, sitting around. So you can take that little tidbit for what it's worth, but it seems to me that, uh, you know, if they had uh, $1,000 to spend on uh, an essential oil, then they had some, uh, a, a good deal of money. So, <clears throat> all right, back to verse 4. Uh, Judas Iscariot, uh, he says uh, in verse 5, why was, why, not this ointment, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Verse 6, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. All right, so uh, John mentions uh, Judas' displeasure in this uh, event that just unfolded. And uh, so, and John makes it a point to say that he was a thief you know and keep in mind this is before everything happened that we know of but he was also treasurer he was the treasurer of the disciples the apostles you know uh, when they would go in areas to preach and journey you know people would donate money to help with the cause and he was in charge of that money and in charge of its uh, distribution and uh, use, um, such as, you know, like he says here for, you know, to use for those who were needy or, you know, to help the apostles themselves in their journeys, you know, purchase items they needed. So he was considered the treasurer, which is how we would put it today, for the group. And uh, that's what it's meant by he had the bag, in other words, the the money, and carried it um, and bear what was put therein. So what John here is writing refers to that he coveted this money. It, It was not that he really cared about the poor or about you know the fact that she could have sold it and given it to the poor um, he had grown I guess perhaps when he became treasurer or even before he was an apostle you know maybe this was one of his vices um, but uh, he had became very covenous about that bag, or if you will, the bank account of the apostles, and was constantly looking at ways to grow it uh, because it made him feel powerful uh, to have control over that much money, as well as he felt, you know, the thief part comes in where he would use it for his own good. So, you know, he... He was just, you know, angry, I guess you could say, that this was not sold for 
you know, $1,000 and given to him to put in that, <clears throat> into the bag, into the treasury for the apostles' use. <clears throat> Pharaoh. Exactly. That's a good point that Brother Nathan brings up that, you know, a lot of times we can sit <clears throat> and read this and, and we know the story of Judas. And we, and we often question, why did the Lord choose Judas, uh, knowing what he was going to do, <clears throat> or, you know, that possibly he was a person of this character, why would he choose him as an apostle? But he chose him because he did know what he was going to do, and that it was to serve that very purpose. So, uh, just keep that in mind as well. What you see is, Jesus knew he was going to be killed, but he loved people anyway. He knew what was going to happen to him. He did it anyway. He loved us that much. And with Jesus, Jesus didn't say, hey, I deserve this. He didn't take credit for himself. He knew what it was. Instead, he defended not himself, but Mary. Mm -hmm. and thanked him and said hey she's done a good work leave her alone but Judas could have criticized him hey I really don't believe you're the son of God or they wouldn't treat an old prophet this way that's too much glory they, she shouldn't come in and, in front of all this mixed company and degrade herself that's just too flashy but instead of having some kind of good disagreement he went right in on the money yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> and in one commentary I read, uh, it brought up the fact of the character of some people, uh, and I'm sure we all know this type of person, but they always point out the bad, never the good. We all know that kind of person, don't we? Um, it's always something bad, uh, but they don't pay attention or talk about the good of people do. Uh, and let's face it, we all, every one of us, there's things about us that are bad. You know, there's bad, I have bad attributes. Uh, uh, hopefully the, the good outweighs the bad by far, but you know, there's certain things about us all that, that people could, and that goes back into the kind of gets into uh, everybody in the church getting along. You know, <clears throat> everybody has a different personality. And a lot of times certain personalities just don't jive. And, and, and that's fine, you know. Um, but 
you have to keep in mind that they are a brother or sister in Christ and we are to love them. And just because we don't jive, that don't mean we have to uh, talk about them behind their back, constantly um, uh, tearing them down, trying to uh, bring other people against them, bring division. Um, that that's just you know that's that could be that that's just their vice, uh, <clears throat> and obviously yours too. If you're talking about them, that's a bad thing. So, you know, just keep that in mind. All right. Oh, one point was that uh, you know John here, or not John, but Judas, he was trying to mask or cover up his true intent. Was he not when he said, I want to put this uh, money towards the poor? But he was wanting it for himself. So he was using good to cover up the bad. There's a lot of men today, especially in the secular religious world that hide behind the mask of religion and preaching God's word and quote-unquote doing good things to make profit for themselves, do they not? Honestly, think that Judas was most likely a very good person and had a good rapport uh, among his, uh, you know, community or or whatever, and and most likely was considered a good man and a kind man. And I'm sure, you know, it's it's not really uh, that I can recall spoken of in Scripture, but I'm sure he probably did a lot in the conversion of many individuals and in teaching and, and preaching the gospel. And did many good works. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. 
And, it, you know, if you put yourself in the apostle's shoes, I mean, I can see myself thinking the same thing, you know. You know, that's a lot of money you're spending that, that could have been put to better use. So... seven and eight here. Uh, then Jesus said, uh, leave her alone against the day of my burying. Has she kept this? For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye not have not always. So uh, <clears throat> Jesus kind of, he chimes in here and I guess rebukes them for, you know, and you know, <clears throat> There's different types of communication. If you've ever taken any type of communication classes, you've got, you know, the verbal, and then you've got the visual and written. Or, anyway, <clears throat> so we don't, just by reading words here, we don't know the, the emotion, I guess you could say, and the facial expressions and the tone of voice that was used here. So we don't really know if Judas and the other apostles, if they were being just, you know, rude about this and being ugly or if they were just, you know, bringing up the point, saying, you know, don't you think this should have been sold instead of just being you know, downright ugly with it. We, we don't know. So, <clears throat> But Jesus did rebuke them <clears throat> and uh, told, her, told them to just leave her alone. She's doing a good thing here. Um, and that, you know, there's always going to be poor. There's always going to be poor people that you can help. But my time here is limited. And so, you know, uh, this... this could be her last chance, in other words. Uh, but if you remember, uh, in the other passages, or in the other uh, Gospels of uh, Matthew and Mark, um, 
where was that, Matthew 26. They go into a little more depth uh, as far as what Jesus told the apostles about this. And, and they say, you know, which he mentions that they, he, uh, she did it for his burial. And, uh, but they go on to say that um, whosoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, uh, this woman, what she has done uh, will be told for a memorial of her. In other words, she's always going to be remembered and talked about for what she had done right here. Because all four of these Gospels mention Mary uh, and, and what she did. So, and it serves as a memorial to her and demonstrates her humility and, and respect for the Lord. So... Alright, so we'll pick up uh, next week at verse 9 and continue on from there.